You are listening to Sober Gratitude's podcast, bonus series, A Dose of Hope in Sobriety and Recovery from Alcoholism or Addiction. My name is Sarah, and I am a sober alcoholic. I created this podcast as a means to be of service to you. I'm so grateful you decided to join me today, and I pray you receive this gift of hope that a comfortable, peaceful, and fulfilling life is possible after we put down the bottle for good. Hi, everyone. I'm so glad you're here again. And if this is your first time, welcome. We've got a great episode today inspired by an email that I got from somebody uh, who is struggling in early sobriety. So I thought I would put together some tips, some ways to share with you that may help make early sobriety easier for you. So let's start off with number one, which is find and commit to a recovery program or community. Doing this alone is impossible. That's my experience. I needed to find a a community that supported me. And then I was able to find specific people who I trusted and I felt comfortable with to lean on uh, as I went through the early days and weeks and months of being sober. There are plenty of recovery programs that are um, out there in the world. I decided to go with AA. I didn't really know any other um, programs. I think I Googled recovery meetings and that was the first thing that came up. And I found a meeting in my town and I went to it and I was just so grateful that I, I finally just did it. And I was welcomed uh, with open arms and I was told there was a solution and I was given hope. And so a lot of what I do on this podcast has a lot to do with, um, what was given to me, um, when I was, um, you know, when I, when I started getting sober through this 12 step program, it saved my life and it gave me a better life, a design for living. And I just want to say that I'm in by no means promoting AA and I am not a representative, um, of the program. I'm just stating what program I used and that it worked for me and that there are a lot out there. There's not one size fits all. And, um, and I, I don't by any means judge people who use other programs. I think, you know, any, you really need to trust your gut. Um, and that, that's something that I think is, is really, really important to do is to, trust your gut and believe that, you know, if, if something feels right, then it's right. But if something doesn't feel right, you know, this is what we tell our kids, you know, then it's probably not right. Um, so when in doubt, maybe step away from something or try a, a different meeting within that program that you choose. But, you know, a community based recovery program is, I think, the, the best way to go because getting sober on our own just by ourselves is it's a really, it, for me, I, I failed at, at that. I just could not get sober on my own. Um, 
And I'm really grateful that when I Googled local recovery meetings, that's what popped up. And um, so that's number one. And so number two, practice self-care. Self-care can be very difficult for us, right? Because we've been spending a lot of time putting toxins into our body and maybe not paying attention to what we eat or really being mindful at all about what else we consume and the, the behaviors um, that occur when we're, um, intoxicated and it's just such a relief to get sober and know that we get the second chance to, to do, to do it right, to treat our bodies with love and respect. Um, and so in that case, you have an opportunity to eat better, um, to hydrate, to, uh, to sleep better. A lot of these things just kind of come after you stop drinking. It just comes naturally. Uh, I found myself um, riddled with anxiety when I first got sober. So when I have a lot of anxiety, I have trouble eating. Um, but about a year into uh, being sober, I did go to a doctor who diagnosed me with uh, clinical anxiety and depression. So um, I was so grateful that um, I it was support. People were supportive of me going outside of um, uh, my twelve step program to um, to see um, if I did have anything clinically going on. And I right away started um, medication, which fortunately worked for me and as well as uh, talk therapy. And then a few years, well, many years later, actually, just recently, this earlier this year, I did EMDR therapy, which was phenomenal. And um, I would highly recommend EMDR therapy for anyone who's had significant trauma in their lives, in their lives. So yeah, um, all of this is self-care and sometimes it, you know, it, it, we, it takes us a little bit longer to implement, um, better self-care behaviors. Um, and, and I just ask you just, just to be kind to yourself that, um, it takes some time and, but we, um, we grow and we learn and we start to experience, life more comfortably. And so I, so I know for me that the more comfortable I was living a sober life, the more I wanted to just keep doing things that made my body feel good in a, in a healthy way. So like exercising, um, and, uh, um, meditating, um, taking a nap if I need to, and just, um, honoring what my body needs to, to be the most comfortable. And, um, yeah. So number three, uh, develop a morning routine. Um, that, that for me has been wonderful. Um, I love doing the same thing every morning. Um, it's, it's a way to set the tone for the day and, I ultimately am just calmer and more um, relaxed when I have done my morning routine. And basically mine is make the bed, thank God that I'm alive, um, 
offer thanks and gratitude for my sobriety and um, read some morning meditations. And sometimes like lately, what I've been doing is watching some YouTube channels that are highly motivational and inspiring um, and just get me really excited about the day. And the YouTube channels I watch um, have something to do with this new passion of mine, which I can share with you at some other, some other episode, or you can email me and ask me about it. But it, um, it's, it's a great way for me to begin the day. I wake up very early. Um, I go to bed early and I'm, after I'm done with my morning routine, um, my youngest son comes down, um, for breakfast and I'm excited to see him and I'm not hungover and it's just such a relaxed morning. And so I can kind of, um, bring my peace and, and serenity to my young, my youngest son's, uh, life before he starts his day. And my youngest son, he has autism. He has severe anxiety, but, um, I'm so grateful that I'm sober today and I can have these new routines in my life that make our household, um, calmer and more relaxed and it helps him ultimately. Um, and I'm able to help him better and support him better as he's, growing and, and learning about the world and, and understanding what's happening in his body. He's almost 15. So it's, um, it's just really just, it just, it's like a domino effect getting sober. Like just everything starts to just work out better because I chose, uh, to surrender to my disease and it's just a beautiful thing. Uh, and number four, try to avoid holiday parties. Um, you know, tis the season right now to have lots of holiday parties, right? And um, and then beyond the holidays, you know, just functions in general that have a lot of alcohol. Um, I know it's hard to avoid some. I use the excuse of just not feeling well sometimes, and that's just. I think more now, more than ever, it's if somebody hears that they're not coming to a party because they don't feel well, they're, everyone's like, oh, phew, you know, because we don't, maybe it's COVID, we don't want to get COVID. So I um, think that is something that even if we're not feeling sick and you're just, you just cannot fathom attending this party and being surrounded by people drinking and you really want to stay sober and you're willing to go to any length to stay sober, then I think this is the time when you can, you can use just, you're feeling a little under the weather and want to make sure you don't expose anybody to what you might be getting. And you really don't even have to use that many words that I just used. You can just say, I don't feel well, sorry, I can't make it period. And you don't need to explain yourself. You really don't. Because um, this is your, you know, sobriety, um, and it's a sacred thing, and we uh, need to go to any length if we if we want long term sobriety. Number five, um, and this is actually number one for me in terms of how to make sobriety and for me just living life a lot easier, is helping others and, or being of service 
to others or to um, a program or, um, you know, volunteer somewhere, um, help your child tie, tie their shoe, you know, assist a neighbor who, you know, can't get their groceries. Um, anything that involves not thinking about yourself is, for me, the best way to get myself out of self. So when I'm in fear or worried or upset about anything, um, you know, I, I do first acknowledge my emotions and welcome them. There's, they're meant to be there. You know, we were given emotions. Um, so if I feel angry or sad, I, I absolutely honor those feelings. Um, if I'm in fear, I, I, uh, sometimes need to reach out to somebody and talk about what it is that I'm, I'm afraid of and then discern it's how useful it is to be utilizing my, my mind, my brain to, to, um, be thinking about this fear or worry. And then I just move right to like, you know, I ask my higher power, where can I be of service? Show me where I can be of service. And when I let go that way and just kind of give away my fear and ask for um, an intuitive thought, I am usually given an intuitive thought of where to go to help someone. And it could be just calling your grandparent or your parent or your sibling or a friend, um, reaching out to somebody who is, is, um, you know, has something that's going on for them or just seeing how they're doing. Um, it really does help. Number six, I, I kind of touched on already, and that is, um, outside therapy, you know, talk therapy, EMDR therapy, I have found in the um, decade that I've been sober that the people that I come across who are also in sobriety, um, many of us have anxiety and depression as well. It's um, not unusual. Not everyone does, but um, in my experience, most of us do <laughs> in my experience. So Therapy is extremely helpful and a great addition to any recovery program that you're using. And there's also therapy programs online. And I've been seeing advertisements for that um, when I watch um, specific YouTube channels um, um, that have to do with um, this new passion of mine and this that there are so many out there. And I will also put a link to um, one uh, online therapy program, which is wonderful for people who, you know, can't afford therapy, um, who can't, who don't have United, or do not have any um, healthcare. And, um, and they want to maybe start out therapy in the comforts of their home, and they want to do telehealth. So um, that, that's something to um, to really help sobriety, um, go a little bit more smoothly. Um, and it just adds another layer of support, um, 
you know, in while you're working on your sobriety. Uh, number seven, quiet your inner critic. I, I have found that that is one thing that I really uh, struggled with. And sometimes I still do. And I just think of myself as a little child when I start to criticize myself or uh, beat myself up. And I think, you know, if I was a little girl and that little girl was standing right next to me, would I, would I be that critical of the little girl? You can even get a picture of yourself and, and maybe put it in your pocket or your purse or on the wall where you sit and do work or in the kitchen if you're there doing you know, dishes or, or whatnot, somewhere where you can see that picture of yourself as a, a little one and think, is that really nice to say? Is that a loving thing to say to that precious little child? Um, yeah. And that, that's been helpful to me. Number eight, forgive yourself when you're struggling with perfectionism. If you're not doing things perfectly, remember that you're human and no human is perfect. So I know that's something that I have found that I have in common with a lot of people in my recovery program that were perfectionists. And that's been one of the biggest things that I've needed to um, let go of. And for example, today I have spent the entire day working on this episode and it's the first time that I haven't gotten really upset with myself, you know, really beaten myself up and used words that are not nice about like why the episode's not working. <laughs> So, so this ho hopefully is, um, will be the final cut because it's, it's now the end of the day for me. <laughs> so yeah, I think it, it's been helpful that I, I've just kind of walked away from, from my microphone and taken a shower or went to the gym or cleaned up the kitchen or picked up my son from school and uh, driven to the dentist with them both realizing that their dentist appointment is actually tomorrow. <laughs> so, and I could say to my kids, you know what? Mom made a mistake. It's actually tomorrow. And because I was so calm and cool about it, they were very calm and cool about it as well. So it, it's contagious, you know, when we behave in certain ways, um, our kids and people around us pick up on that and are really impacted by how we behave. And so when I forgive myself of uh, the fact that I'm not perfect and all knowing, it sure does make living life a lot easier, easier. And it also, you know, in the beginning, it made early um, sobriety a lot easier too. So so those are eight ways to help make early sobriety a little bit easier for you. If there are any other ways that have helped you um, or you want to um, just share with me what you're experiencing right now in terms of 
your sobriety or if you're thinking about getting sober, if you want to connect, I always love hearing from you. You inspire me. This episode was inspired by um, somebody who wrote to me. And you can find me, um, well, you can write to me at sobergratitudes at gmail.com. And I will be so excited to respond to you as quickly as I can. And it would be great to hear from you because you could be the one, the next person to inspire this next ep- the next episode. I'm so glad you decided to join me today for another Dose of Hope and Sobriety. I hope what I shared offered some value to you because you are an important person and your life matters. If a calmer and more comfortable life in sobriety is something that you want, please be sure to subscribe to my podcast, Sober Gratitudes. I hope you have a wonderful day and look forward to meeting with you next time. Bye.